the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Money, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Looks like we're going to have an exciting time these days as December is breaking into the last month of the year. How will things play out for the year? How will things play out on the reopening? Some ancillary good news. The UK has approved the Pfizer vaccine. I don't see how that could be construed as negative, but it feels like it's just slightly incrementally good news because we already had that vaccine. Um, anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Retail apocalypse is still a big story out there going into the holiday season. We have, I don't want to say mixed markets. I see some winners on individual stocks, but overall I see negative markets at the start of the big shoe today. Fortnite has a new season launching. I bring that up because we're talking about a company that does a billion plus dollars a year in revenue. Um, not too shabby. Biden says he won't immediately remove Trump's tariffs on China. Okay, yesterday there was a little bit of a ratcheting up with tensions with China. Mortgage demand from home buyers spikes 28%. The average loan amount sets a record high. Huh. Let's think about that for a second. Do we like that or not? Mortgage applications to purchase a home jumped 9% last week. Mortgage rates are at or near record lows. Applications to refinance a home fell 5% for the week, but were an impressive 102% higher than a year ago. Elon Musk has warned Tesla employees the stock will be crushed if they don't control costs. I think that's fair to say. It's tough to make a case for Tesla to ever and ever and forever and forever to go higher without some corrections along the way. And I haven't found one person who's bullish in the short term other than on a momentum angle versus a fundamental reason. Mitch McConnell, come on down. He has shot down the bipartisan $900 billion coronavirus stimulus plan as the stalemate drags on. On one hand, we have the Senate runoff in Georgia for two seats coming up in early January. Maybe nothing gets done because it's all bipartisan posturing. On the other hand, I think all of Congress knows that something needs to get done. You tell me what you think is going to happen. I've given up on presidential predictions. Elsewhere out there, Salesforce confirmed reports that it was buying Slack. 
for $27 billion in cash and stock. Not too shabby when you could use stock. That's one of the benefits of a bull market is a company sees their shares go from 100 to 200. They can go out and buy a company for that inflated money. Not too shabby a way to go about life. Like, for instance, if I'm 20 years old and I'm in super athletic shape, I'm jumping from snowmobile to snowmobile. Uh, I'm jumping from boat to boat. I'm, I'm skydiving. I'm James Bonding, skiing everywhere, boarding, you know. That's probably a good time to sell some equity in me because I'm all that in a bucket of chicken. 25, I've got a good job. I've got all those athletic skills. That's even a better time to sell shares in me. And when I hit 35 and arthritis is starting to kick in and can't control the size or the consistency of my poops, it's probably time to sell because it's only going to get worse. So Salesforce using their stocks is a smart thing. Elsewhere out there, shares of Pfizer and BioNTech are up 3.4% and 5.8% respectively on the idea or the concept or the approval from the UK that the COVID-19 vaccine that the two companies designed is starting to roll out and they've been approved in the UK. Thermo Fisher, Goldman Sachs says it's a buy, calling the bank, uh, calling it this company a core long-term holding due to sector-leading exposure to fast-growing biopharma and clinical diagnostics. Thermo Fisher, ticker symbol TMO, they make cool scopes like stethoscopes and spectroscopes and all this healthcare medical equipment that's being used to come up with vaccines. So they make the weapons or the ammo. They're the gun suppliers, if you will. Oh, excuse me. What was that? Someone step on a frog? I might have had a soda this morning. Angry. Morgan Stanley downgraded Palantir to underweight from equal weight. This is one of those companies I kind of want you to stay away from. It's a little bit of a civil war, and you're on the Mason-Dixon line between the North and the South. There's gonna be. It just feels like a lot of people hate the stock, and a lot of people think the stock is all that in a bucket of chicken. Disney got a 12-month price target hike to $175 a share, which I'm happy about because I'm a Disney shareholder. It's a world of laughter, a world of fear. Disney's Disney. Disney's the same freaking fragging company that it was when I was a kid. Magic Kingdom, the house that the mouse built. They're also ESPN, Disney Plus, The Mandalorian, which, okay, I got sucked into episode five of season two. It's not a great show. It's not a great show, but it's 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 better than other stuff not being produced in COVID. Is that fair to say? Walmart's got a big, big story today. They're dropping its $35 online shipping minimum for Walmart Plus members. Being able to toss an item into your cart and having it delivered. That's what the chief customer officer, the CCO, not the chief compliance officer. No, 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 no. The chief customer officer said... We want people to come in, buy one Q-tip, throw it in their, their cart, and we'll deliver it. Because that's what, how people live. You know who that's a shot on. Game on, Donkey Kong, with Amazon. 
You know what's kind of interesting? Amazon has like a bazillion retailers reselling on their site. And then they have their Amazon product, right? Their their own unique stuff. And they've got probably about 16, 17, 18 billion dollar product lines, like batteries, that are Amazon branded. With that said, who do you, I don't know. I, I'm not a Walmart guy yet. I've bought in maybe four or five things online from Walmart in the past, and typically it's tied towards Christmas times, and it could be an iPod or something like that. But to get to the no minimum, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking a little bit more, and to be counter Amazon, I'm thinking about it a little bit, a little bit, think about it, think about it a little bit. What's going to get you off your duff, so to speak, and potentially going after Walmart versus... Amazon. Can you can it be broken? It's a long and powerful spell by an evil wizard named Jeff Bezos. Can they be beat at this point? Gotta give a shout out to Walmart. I think it's a step in the right direction. But I don't think they'd be Walmart. <laughs> or Amazon. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Out with a new launch today, I believe. I'm Rob Black talking all things money investing more. The higher that stocks go, the further they can fall. That should be a simple business lesson that we should all know. The bigger the move up, potentially the bigger the fall. I call hyper growth stocks, stocks that grow 100, 200, 300% in a year or two years, those are hyper growth. And I'm not surprised when they pull back 10%, 20%, 30%, or 40%. 40% is a little scary. I've seen it happen numerous times to names like Amazon where you get buying opportunities, but in the moment it feels like you're going to vomit. You get a little upset. Some investors learn the that old lesson the hard way, and it's unfortunate. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. There's a company called Fuel Cell Energy. It's up 290, 290% since the presidential election. Clean energy. Um, stock was trading at $9 on Tuesday today, $6.50. That's brutal. Um, same thing like a company called Workhorse. They make all electric delivery vans. They're bidding to replace the UPS white right-hand drive mail trucks. Post office decided to lay a contract from year end of 2020 into the first quarter of 2021. Workhorse down 20% today, but it's up 550% for the year. Okay. Okay. Bigger they are, the harder they fall. That's a great lesson, Rob. Thank you. You're welcome. New stimulus plan. She loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. She loves me not. Will we get it? Yes. When do we get it? I don't know. What does it look like? No one has a freaking fragging clue. It'll be greater than 500 billion. It'll probably be less than a billion. So far, we've seen packages including $300 weekly federal unemployment payments, $250 billion billion dollars for alien state and local governments 
$288 billion for the Paycheck Protection Program, $50 billion to fund vaccine distribution, a temporary liability shield for employers just in case you get COVID at work and die. Can't sue me. I didn't tell you to go back to work. Government did. But you're my boss. But I got liability protection. Now get out there and scrub those floors and clean up the COVID off the table. So that's one plan. Another plan is $500 billion from Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Um, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi wants $2 trillion. President-elect Joe Biden, he's preparing for a push for even larger stimulus once he takes office. Yesterday, Jerome Powell and Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary and the Federal Reserve Leader Chairman, both were in front of Congress saying, come on, guys, get her done. Get her done. Larry the Cable Guy, let me let you in on a little bit of a secret real quick. He's the get her done guy. He's the... uh, Um, Country Bumpkin. He's not really a. It's it's an act. His name's Daniel Lawrence Whitney, and he talks like this. He goes, "Well, really, I'd like a cup of tea with my breakfast and a crumpet." <laughs> He's not a redneck. It's a skit. It's an act. Can you imagine doing that skit and act for 30 years where you wear like a hunting shirt, a hunting cap? You're a little bit on the big side. But anyway, Daniel Lawrence Whitney, get her done. I know you're saying you're like the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) You show people behind the curtains. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Sarah from Sarah No Name or Sarah and Vinny. She's a midget. She smokes. She chain smokes. And she's mean and nasty to people who don't know, who don't work directly under her influence. That's just my opinion. I'm sticking to it because I once was in the hallway with her and she was rude to me. But I wasn't even being nice to her. I wasn't even like making eye contact. It was just weird. Tesla could hit $800 on the S&P 500 inclusion. We are an inclusive show. So, okay, here's what I wanted to talk about the S&P 500 today. At two o'clock in the morning, I'm wide awake because life sucks. My mom's in the hospital. She's dying. She's still in ICU. She still has the feeding tube. She's not waking up. She's on pain medicine when she does wake up. Uh, Morphine. (laughs) That's not a good one to be on. And she's got someone named hospice sitting by her bedside, which basically is, we're going to usher you into death. So that's what COVID does. Just so you know, to nursing homes, COVID is nasty, nasty to nursing homes. And they're talking like, who's going to get the first shots? Nursing homes. And for some reason, we get six, seven, eight months ago how COVID would sneak in. We get it. Someone was a little sloppy and it would sneak in. But how after hundreds of people have died in nursing homes, how is it still an issue that's getting worse? A mom is one of those people who's going to die because she was in a nursing home when she got COVID. Oh, yes. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Disney got a nice price hike today because, in my opinion, in six months from now, 
I'm going to be vaccinated in April is what the CDC is telling me. I have a brother who used to work for the CDC, just FYI, and basically works for the CDC of Japan now. Um, I've got scientists in the family, <laughs> like good scientists too. Um, so I'm going to be getting a, a vaccine probably in April, if all goes well, maybe a little earlier, maybe a little later. So I'm not going to Disney World, but frick frack, I'm going somewhere in summer of 2021. I, I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know why, I don't know how, but I'm going somewhere. I'm using my credit card. I'm using points. I'm doing something. Hiring falls off in November to the slowest rate since July. That's not good. That's not a good piece of data. Uh, I'm going to be the first one to mention it to you. We are on the precipice of a double dip recession. If stimulus doesn't come along soon. And if the super spreading of Thanksgiving becomes the super spreading of Christmas, there's going to be a lot of sick people and a lot of mandates to stay out of, of workplaces. So the San Francisco 49ers are going to play two home games in Arizona. That says it all. The San Jose Sharks are like, we don't know where we're going to play, but we're expected to play soon. The Golden State Warriors, they petitioned the state of California to play games at the Chase Center, and they're like, nope, no fans allowed. So we're still, that, that's economic activity. That's that's negative when you see shutdown versus open. So hiring falls off in November to the slowest rate since July. Um, I get it. Private payrolls, you know, if I'm an employer right now, I'm going to be hesitant. Especially like, where do you add jobs? I think hospitality should be getting ready for the summer of 2021. Maybe late spring of 2021. The opening is coming. The cracking is uh, closing in on us. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Out with a new launch today, I believe. So when I was a young man, I got excited about the World Series and the Super Bowl and big sporting events. I barely sleep the night before Christmas because Santa was bringing gifts. My kids had a moment like that last night when they realized Fortnite was starting a new season and that when they wake up, there would be something magical in the tree for them, so to speak, with a new season. I bring it up in large part because it's real. Activision, Electronic Arts, Take-Two, um, all video game makers, serious billion-dollar businesses. Um, something worth getting exciting over. Um, AMD, NVIDIA, uh, they make the hardware for video games. COVID's keeping us in. I see good things ahead for video games. Um, to the point that my kids are getting excited. Speaking of excited, Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com, the one and the only to give us a perspective. Do you get excited about Wall Street earnings season, end of the year? What do you get excited about when it comes to money or in your personal life, Mr. O'Hare? <laughs> well, I think I'll leave my personal life out of it, Rob. Okay. <laughs> but, fair, uh, fair. Hey, uh, can say that uh, I, I generally wake up excited uh, about anything that has to do with the stock market. You know, I've been at this for uh, 23 years now, and and I I know that there's always something new coming coming my way. It's, it's like Christmas morning every day when you're dealing with the stock market, and uh, and there are certain periods obviously they're more exciting than others. Uh, I'd say we are in one of those periods right now. 
um, as we look at the price action, but uh, as we also kind of contemplate the impending arrival of a COVID vaccine and, and you know, what that could potentially do for for so many people, so many businesses uh, around the world in 2021. And, um, you know, and I think it's, becoming interesting now uh, more so than, than it has been, you know, is that I, th- I think you're starting to see some of that unleashing of animal spirits that uh, has a way of really driving the market uh, uh, higher to levels or, or keeping them elevated at levels that you wouldn't think they, they deserve to be elevated at for longer than, than you would expect. <laughs> I'll give you an example of something I get excited by. And I was talking to my producer before we came on air. Um, I said, I hope Elon Musk never gets boring. Like, um, (laughs) it's fun to wake up and see what he has to say. Today, he's saying Tesla could get crushed like a souffle if we don't improve our cost structure. He's telling his own employees, like, if you care about the stock, this is what you need to do. And I I think he's kind of fun to watch and a little bit more fun for me than, say, a quarterback of the NFL getting COVID, per se. Um, But I'm with you. It's it's fun every day waking up to the, the financial news headlines and seeing the twists and turns um real quick we're closing out the year at record highs if we can just make it another 26 27 28 days um what do you think that means for 2021 and what do you think about 2020 in hindsight we're not there yet but what a year and i get a lot of emails from people going didn't see this coming with covid um but the market's dynamic yeah what a year you know i it you can uh, put it in context, and then uh, it's sometimes hard to put it in context if you know if you know what I'm driving at. I mean, it's uh, uh, with with what happened in in March <clears throat> as the pandemic hit, and what's unfolded since then is just you know defies a belief in a lot of respects. Um, I think we talked about it last week's show that <clears throat> the you know the combined impact of that fiscal and monetary stimulus push that hit in March has had a tremendous um, uh, impact in terms of shifting investor sentiment. It's also helped repair some of that economic damage that uh, was just terrible uh, in, you know, in March and, and remains terrible in a lot of places still. So, you know, you still can make that argument and many people, well, most people do that, that we need additional fiscal stimulus here still. Um, but as far as the market is concerned, I think it, it, you know, it has kind of abided by that, that age old rule that you don't fight the Fed. Um, it's kind of jumped onto the bandwagon that there's really no alternative for return because of how low interest rates are. Uh, and at the same time, it's been able to embrace because of the bridge building activity that's been provided by the fiscal and monetary stimulus policy. And now, with all of the good news that's coming on the vaccine front, uh, it, it continues to abide by this um, this profound hope uh, that you're going to see a much better economic story in 2021 that is accompanied with a much better earnings story in 2021. And and again, something else we've also discussed is that as we look to 2021 from a stock market standpoint. Um, you do have to ask yourself, well, how much of this is, is already baked into the cake? Um, you have a market trading at close to 22 times uh, next year's earnings with interest rates seemingly uh, poised to move higher as things recover. 
Uh, and, uh, and, and so there's a lot of good news that's already been baked in. And, and to kind of continue that multiple expansion, you will need to see uh, the earnings growth story materialize not only in the expected fashion, but really in a better than expected fashion, we think. And, and at the same time, we'll need to see some unleashing of those animal spirits. But sorry to drone on here, but I was to say if I can kind of just shift gears though, a little bit, if we look at the very short term here, I think you can talk about a market that is certainly uh, very overbought on a short-term basis. Uh, the uh, sense of bullish sentiment is palpable. And you can see in a, a deteriorating put-to-call ratio, really, that there's not a lot of fear in this market. And so you have some contrarian red flags hanging out there on the near horizon that could kind of maybe disrupt some of the best laid plans for a huge rally into year-end. But as of right now, the market is kind of hanging in there um, because it's, uh, you know, the price action itself has not, has not bowed to any of those bearish narratives. I know I'm not as young as your children, but let's just pretend for a second that I'm one of your children. I've got a 401k. Should I be nervous about what you just said, where no one's really scared, the market's going higher, there's almost a presumptive thought, eh, just go with it. There's no risk. Um, mm -hmm. As one of your children, would you tell me, go on with my life? Or would you say, eh, be a little bit intelligent on how you approach things? Or would you say, no, 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 wait. Where do you stand on advising the youth of the nation, so to speak? Right. Well, we, you know, I'd always like them to, you know, follow a, an intelligent uh, path, you know, and to think think through things and to research and, um, you know. But if you're looking at someone just uh, from an age perspective, who, you know, I have a 16 year old as my oldest, um, clearly a long term time horizon until she retires. So. Based on what I just said, I would say ignore everything I just said and uh, and certainly get involved uh, in into the stock market because um, you have the benefit of time to ride out uh, some of the short term volatility that uh, we think we might be seeing here. But um, yeah, you know, from a from a I mean, if we just look at where we are today, Rob, and we we contemplate kind of where we've been not just this year but within the last decade. Um, and we're, we're talking, we're at record highs, right? So uh, it, it can be painful at times, obviously, and, uh, and it can be very painful if the timing is wrong for some people who happen to need to tap into the funds uh, that they have in the stock market at a time when it's selling off. Um, but if one has the benefit of time and can ride out these periods of volatility, well, the stock market gives you the answer. It's a great wealth-generating machine, and uh, it can always follows the trend in earnings. And, uh, you know, earnings, you know, have their peaks and valleys, but the trend is, is higher in terms of corporate earnings. And so the, the stock market's longer-term trend should continue to be higher as well. Good stuff. Now let's talk about, uh, I think, as the month has gone on, we're more and more comfortable that Biden's going to become the president. And you've seen some cabinet positions announced um, what do you think his presidency, would you shift a little bit to like green energy, infrastructure spending? Uh, would you maybe pull away from the big winners like Apple who might get higher capital gains? Are you approaching this presidency or this administration any differently than the way you approached the markets six, nine months ago, 12 months ago? 
Well, you know, in one respect, I think you kind of have to reserve some judgment until we find out what happens in the Senate races in Georgia. Fair. Um, you know, that can swing the balance of power in the Senate, potentially, if, if the Democrats win both of those seats. And then that introduces that kind of, un, you know, unlocks the key to a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, policy proposals that uh, Mr. Biden talked about while he was campaigning that, you know, could potentially come to fruition. And, you know, the way things stand right now, though, it doesn't look as if um, I think the, the consensus opinion is that you know, Democrats are not likely to win both seats. Uh, and therefore, you'll continue to kind of have this split Congress that's going to stand in the way of, of uh, Mr. Biden uh, being able to follow through on, on a lot of the uh, aggressive policy proposals that were made. So um, in one of which is that, you know, you're not likely to see, you know, a hike in the capital gains tax rate or higher corporate tax rates. Uh, and therefore, you can kind of stay the course uh, in that dimension as it relates to um, uh, investment positions, because uh, you know, the market likes lower tax rates. It's just plain and simple. And if those aren't going to change, then, you know, there's there's not a, a ton of reason, I think, at this juncture anyway, to make some extraordinary moves based on the change in the administration. Sounds good. We've got about a minute left. Anything that you're working on that we should be aware of, sir? Well, um, you know, post the big picture column every Friday and, and I'm, you know, I'm struck. There's a lot of talk obviously about the, the, the big rotation we're seeing, you know, from value to growth. But kind of what strikes me is that you kind of have a market that just also churns at times where you get rotation of the value for a certain period. And then that fades away and you get a rotation back at growth. And so kind of looking at maybe the drivers of why it's almost a win-win situation for investors right now, no matter what camp you're approaching. And that boils down to uh, some nice credit trends and uh, the persistence of low interest rates. Sounds good. Thanks very much. As always, Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com, a reliable source of information on the domestic and international platforms. It is the one website that I would use if I could only use one website in financial media. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Out with a new launch today, I believe. Data strangely calms me. I'm looking at some of the data on Fortnite, and it's a big one. It's a big one. They just wrapped up a very profitable season with Marvel superheroes where you could play different skins like Iron Man and Captain America and She-Hulk. What's interesting about that is it did really well. And they're starting a new season today with none other than the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda is the first character. You could do about eight bucks to play the season and get 10 skins or something like that, or you could do a $12 a month subscription where essentially you're getting V bucks and a character skin every month on top of the um, um, battle pass, which gets you like eight skins through a hundred levels or something like this. But they launched a subscription service and that's their way of monetizing their hardcore players. You can play the game for free, uh, but they, you're not going to get all the sexy throw-ins per se. 
Fortnite has a total user base of over 350 million users. Every year, that number is added on in the last four years. Since 2018, the game has registered revenues of more than a billion every single year. The franchise's net worth is over $2 billion. There's one person who's earned $3.1 million playing Fortnite, a guy named Booga. I know you're saying, who names their kid Booga? No, no, it's just his gaming name. What was interesting in some of the statistics I started looking at, um, from the 350 million users, in 2018, they would spend about 20, uh, zero to 5% was about 29% of them. Six to 10 hours a week, 11 to 15 hours a week, 16 to 20 hours a week, 21 plus hours. The 21 plus is crazy to me, right? You look at Fortnite in 2018, that was, these numbers are growing. When Travis Scott did a concert on Fortnite, 8.1 million hours viewed on YouTube of a replay. That's crazy. That's that's stunning. ABC, NBC, CBS would kill for those kind of numbers. Fortnite hours watched on streaming platforms like Twitch. He continues to march higher. First quarter 2019, 423 million. Over 90 days, 423 million hours were watched. Last quarter, 560 million. It's growing. Now, I could have told you that was a cigarette company, a marijuana company, a software company, a security company. The data, you would have been like, I'm very interested in that. But if I tell you it's a video game company, you'd be like, I'm a grown adult. No. Salesforce has agreed to buy Slack for $27.7 billion in cash and stock. The 10-year treasury hits 95 basis points. Dun, dun, dun. It's getting close to one. And I'll be honest with you, that's almost a reason to have a party. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. Oh, anything you want to talk about what you're talking about? Money investing and more. Taking a look at the markets today. What are we on? December 2? We've got 29 days left of the month. Then the year's over. I'm seeing mixed markets. I'm not seeing like Apple's a little lower, Qualcomm's a little higher. No, Qualcomm's break even now. Google's a little higher, Nike's a little higher. Like it's, there's nothing really happening today other than we're trying to digest November. On Thanksgiving, when I load up on the turkey and the ham and I double dip on the ham, I'm often left with, hmm, I don't feel so good after dinner. I need to digest everything, but man, did it taste good, right? Wall Street's digesting right now because November was good. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money investing and more. Taking a look at some of the issues in the stock market. And we have plenty today to talk about. The ADP jobs report wasn't great. Private payrolls grew by 307,000 in November. That's a decline from 404,000 in the previous month. Hospitality led the way in job creation, adding 95,000 positions despite pressure on bars and restaurants as coronavirus cases are rising, rising, rising. So, hmm, I don't know. It wasn't a great jobs quarter 
and we kind of need that. Norwegian extends the suspension of most cruises through March. Yay! I'm not a big cruise guy, but I'll throw it out there, and I'm probably offending some of my audience who's like, I love cruises. Um, they just seem to be flues on a bucket of flu on the water. Norwegian Cruise Line said it's again extending the suspension of sailing. It's amongst the longest suspensions of cruising by any of the major publicly traded companies. Positive vaccine news could reduce the severity of the pandemic next year. And next year, this time, we're going to be talking about more cruises. Probably about six to nine months, we're going to be talking about cruises. When do you want to jump in on the stocks? Sometime between now and when they start sailing is the answer. If you're trying to pull off trade or an investment or initial position. The CDC pulled its no sale order, which stood for nearly eight months. Now it's got a conditional sailing order. COVID is a nasty thing, my friends. Um, I think the story of the day for me is Walmart ditching online shipping minimum to better compete with Amazon Prime. Is that even possible to compete with Amazon Prime? Gold prices are rising, boosted by hopes of another stimulus package. Moderna stock is dropping today after Merck announced it sold its stake in the company. Not a bad idea by Merck. They've benefited from investing in the company. They've got the vaccine. They're rolling it out. What's next? Vaccine 2.0? I get it. Probably not vaccine 2.0. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black.